Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, we got your Super Showdown recap. HBK returns to the ring with uh, me hitting the snooze button. Your NJPW recap. Wait, is that two recaps? And a whole bunch more tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. I did it in one. It just wasn't, you know. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm your host, as always, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Smart Messier. And to my right, we have Two Beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? Oh, not a lot. You know, just um, educating myself on how to overthrow this capitalist regime every day of my life. Oh, is that all you're doing? That's all I've been doing. Wow, it's like work. Yeah, and to his right. right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to bow our heads as I crack open the latest oh. volume of the band from Ringside, volume 77, chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart say it, hashtag, who the heels, it is all good, baby. I feel like an altar boy. <laughs> shout out to my boy Vice, and Tender to going to NXT tonight, big shout out, have a good ass time, man, don't eat too many animals. Vice, is that what they're going to do? <laughs> I heard the word, I was like, ooh. Vice also gave me a smart message tonight. They're going to uh, kick in right whenever Velveteen comes down the ramp. Hey guys. Fall has finally hit in St. Louis. Uh, I can tell because all you guys are wearing cardigans. It was so nice. I fucking sat and watched uh, the best like WWE TV of the week on Wednesday night, and I had my window open behind me. I felt like I was in a gazebo. I was like, it's like being indoors and outdoors at the same time. <laughs> it's fucking lovely. Man, I, I hate wearing socks so much that I'm going to wear flip-flops until November, and I'm going to put them back on in February. I do not give a fuck. I love it. I love it when it's cool outside, but I hate wearing socks. We got Sam the Mauler Mall working the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Uh, uh, we are coming to you from the exquisite Shock City Studios. Hey, guys, I saw A Star is Born last night. Anybody seen A Star is Born yet? Nope. Nerd. Uh, nerd. Oh, my God. It was very moving. Actually, it was just okay. Nerd. I mean, it was, I mean, don't, don't believe the hype. Nerd. You don't like Lady Gaga? No. What? No. That was a vehement no. Why would I like Lady Gaga? I don't know. She's she's talented. Talented musician. Do you oh. like uh, Bradley Cooper? He's all right. A champion of human and animal rights. Do you like um, moving rom-com slash, <laughs> um, slash musicals? No. You, you, you were good until you said musical. Because, I mean, like I'm a say anything kind of guy. That's one of my favorite movies. You like say anything, huh? It's one of my favorite movies. You were good up until you said musical. I think you would like this movie. I think you'd like it. Usually, yeah. it was a little long. But okay. anyway, this segment brought to you by A Star Is Born. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. I saw A Star Is Born. I mean, it's in the ether right now. It's very popular. It's out there, guys. Uh, but I mean, I guess that's enough of the rom com talk. We got a bunch of wrestling to talk about. Do we have to? Uh, before we get too far into it, we're going to talk about our day one ish sponsor. That's Soul Taco, mm. baby. They got the best Korean Mexican fusion food in the universe guys they got those tacos they got those burritos they got those quesadillas they got places in the u city loop in columbia missouri chesterfield missouri champaign illinois chicago illinois two food trucks driving down the st st louis area uh it's korean mexican fusion food what i like the most 
is the spicy pork, but some people also like the spicy pork. I mean, they, <laughs> they have other, there are other options. There are other options, but that's my favorite. If you're vegetarian, they got vegetarian options. They got tofu guys. If you're vegan, they have vegan options. Go out there, get some, get yourself some soul taco. Also, we have JJ twigs on Southampton. Uh, I was there this weekend. Um, shocker with a bunch of friends. I mean, really? really, Oh, this is how we doing this week's episode? A lot of people you know, Kyle and Kelly and Jeff and Julie and Kevin and Manly. (laughs) And I mean, lots of people you know were there with me. I mean, we had a blast together watching football, watching the Mizzou game, even though it ended up being disappointing. It was a really fun time. So uh, you went Saturday and Sunday? It went straight to your voicemail. I think your phone's fucked up. just, Just for the record, did you go Saturday and Sunday or just Sunday? No, I went just Saturday. Okay, so I was at work. That's your excuse. You're, you you can stay alive. I mean, Saturday at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Were you mm-hmm. working at 1 o'clock in the afternoon? No, I wasn't working. Oh, I guess I could have invited you there. But um, without further ado, <laughs> let's get to our three count. What you got, JCB? <sighs> I hate when I have to start off with the, the bad stuff, but I guess I'm just the... The I'll hater tell you of what, WWE. You start off no, with no, the no, bad no, no, stuff. No, 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 I'll... because I'm going to slam it anyway, so let's just let me just do it and be done with it. When do we have to start to Melbourne, Australia for Saturday morning. God forbid if you woke up for this house show. Jason slept in because I was pretty drunk the night before. Super Showdown coming not from... not Jason I know. Yeah, right? Super Showdown coming from Melbourne, Australia. You were there. You were serving it up. Um, <laughs> glorified house show, man. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. This is a raw... Uh, basically a raw plus one hour at the end of the day you had a scenario where you had a daniel bryan miz part two that was supposed to be another classic episode (laughs) where you have these guys getting it on you know having a nice little volume that is what in like five or six minutes and then you have triple h and undertaker going for damn near 30 minutes if you did, if you saw the Monday episode before Super Showdown, it, all this was was a continuation of some good storylines, other bad storylines. Becky Charlotte, uh, Becky loses by disqualification. Not a huge fan of that because now fast forward, you have them in a double countout, so that leads you to evolution. Just don't like the booking. Um, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy was probably the best of the bunch, hands no down. No doubt. It, it, the six man tag. Yeah, do was that. Okay. Tell, tell me your favorite parts of it. Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander stole the show. If it was 11 minutes, 12 minutes, 16 minutes, I don't care. That was hands down the best match. It had nothing to do with the hometown Buddy Murphy story. It had everything to do with the building of this match. And then the eventual match itself, I thought, was off the chain. I put it up on my Twitter uh, earlier today, at BFR Bill, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach, with an H, at BFR Pod. I said earlier today that Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander could have headlined that show, probably should have headlined that show, considering uh, how much the crowd was into it. They did do that match a favor by putting it at the right part of the card, Um, but that was the match of the night. Those guys gave it all, and those guys put on a freaking show in 11 minutes or whatever it was. There's a running theory, and Tubir, you could jump in on this one. I heard it uh, on a podcast, I guess it was a couple days ago. Everybody always wonders why AJ uh, 
and Joe are always in the middle of the card. The theory that I've heard is that they don't, they being Vince, I'm assuming, and creative does not want to have a match like AJ or Joe towards the back end because it could steal the thunder from the back end and maybe the main event itself. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it is definitely a trend. Uh, we do not see the WWE title as a main event ever anymore. The Universal is now the most prestigious belt because it's the one that Roman Reigns has. It's one that Brock Lesnar had. Um, AJ and Joe, I feel, was uh, a good match. I know you didn't like the finish uh, because Joe tapped out, but at least like... Well, that's been- why you didn't like it? It's just now... It really just cements Joe as now mid-card. We've eliminated him from any... For, for now. For now, yeah. But, I yeah. mean, now... Joe should have been champion. He should have been champion like two matches ago. Okay? This reign of AJ Styles has gone long enough. And I'm an AJ Styles guy. At the risk of agreeing with long you... Long enough. I'm not going to say anything because I agree. <laughs> I'm going to agree. I, I agree completely. I, I totally agree with you. Joe... If not now, he should have then been win. champion. He, then and, win. Uh, you just you fed him the Brock. Now you fed him the AJ. Now, now, now what? And I mean, Joe's good enough, and he's a great enough talker. You can heat him back up, but like, yeah. there's no need to like have Come to on, do man. that. He just lost to Jeff Hardy. That with an injury angle, though. That I kind of liked because it did play off of Super Showdown, and it was a ref stoppage, which I would like to see more of because it adds some legitimacy. But at the same time. Joe should be a much more major player than he is. Uh, but I did like the match. It was good storytelling. It was uh, kind of the antithesis of what the Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander match was, which was not flashy. It was just more psychology, and it was a solid match. And then the you know the Shield versus the Dogs of War that was fine. Monday was just as good, if not better. Uh, it was better. It yeah. was better. So it was just there were some good matches. There were some bad matches. I didn't love the pay-per-view. I didn't hate the pay-per-view. It was a fucking pay-per-view. house show. It was Raw plus one hour. Yeah. There you go. Knock yourself out. I mean, you, you didn't have to get up. Nah, I it, watched it, what, Sunday, Monday. I mean, I, it wasn't Raw plus one one hour because there was all matches. It was a it was a house show plus one hour. Fine. And, I mean, yeah, it was a glorified house show. I'm agreeing with you. Um, to kind of rebut against what Zach said, like, Joe is a major player. Joe has been involved in a title feud on SmackDown for the last three months. Okay. Like he is a major player. Now he's he's going to have to take a back seat. I I hate to agree with you too much about what you said about AJ Styles, but when you have a babyface champion for three hundred and sixty day or three hundred and thirty days or however long AJ's been, it does get boring because wrestling. I mean, I, I, I've said it before on this podcast, wrestling is about the chase. Like, it should, like if you're going to have a champion be a champion that long, it has to be a heel champion so that when somebody finally overcomes the champion and finally takes it over, then it's a big deal. Or he WWE, has to be a dominant babyface, and AJ has not been dominant. Because they have all these fucking, they have all, you know, these fucking yeah. awful finishes. Vicious. And that's what, you, that's what you're going to remember uh, I mean, from I this agree AJ's completely. title reign. It's just bad finish after bad finish. Now you're going to have Joe go back to the back of the line. Daniel Bryan's now the number one contender, which is fine. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with how they presented that match. That was just bullshit. If you're going to do that shit, then just take the match off the 
fucking card all together and do it the right way. Because now you fucked up the story. They're fucking up that story and they're fucking up Becky and Charlotte because now they've had two badass finishes. And I'm not even saying badass like woohoo, badass. I'm talking about bad boo. Before we get too dragged bad down, finishes. before we get too dragged down into the negative, though. Oh damn it! Here you go. The Joe AJ match was tremendous. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked it, it a lot. No, it was it was really good. No, it was good. So I, I mean, it was I put 20, them- it was 21, 22 minutes of psychology, like building upon building upon the match, building upon itself, building upon their history until it got to a finish. I didn't see Joe lo- losing with a tap out, but I mean that's their decision, obviously. But it was a great match. Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander was a great match. It was the match of the night, and it's not even close. Uh, New Day versus The Bar was a great match. It was a good, you know, curtain jerker. I mean, they've done that. Yeah, been there, done that. But that's, I mean, the point is, is that it was good on that card. Like, you're if you sat down and watched that thing front to finish from for four hours, that was a great way to kick it off because that's a fun match between two fun teams that do everything that they do really well. You know, another way you could have kicked that off would have been with the U.S. title. Who's wearing? Nakamura was left off the card. Huh. Yes, I know. I huh. know. Interesting. Every time I wow. try to go positive, he brings <laughs> me back in. Where the fuck was Nakamura? Nakamura should have been on the card. Of course he should have been on the card. That's all I'm saying. Um, that's all I'm saying. Another another thing that's positive is that uh, John Cena looked like a douchebag. <laughs> you mean John, oh John, John Bradshaw John, Cena? John... <laughs> Dude, this movie John Bradshaw, blow the Cena fuck Layfield, up. John Layfield, Cena. <laughs> that was the first time that I get Nikki Bella back ASAP. I ain't doing it like that. Hell no. Uh, I was, and I heard about it, and I saw like a little clip on Facebook, but I hadn't seen the, the actual match yet. So I'm like, no, no, no. You know, I'm scrolling past it. It was as bad as I thought it was. Oh, it was and the match was fucking. Uh, the match was that was the worst match on the of the night. It, it was. It was literally a throwaway match. It was just to see John Cena come back. Here's my new hairdo. Here's the new six move of doom. What the fuck was that? Why don't you just just save us all some grief? Just do a fucking commercial. Just do the commercial and not even have that match. That match took away from Daniel Bryan and fucking The Miz. Yeah, but I mean, Vince, Vince, wherever Cena is shooting whatever movie he's shooting, Vince paid him a bunch of money to fly out to Australia Give ten minutes in the ring. Oh, he's living in China. And yeah, why is he living in China? Because Jackie Chan, Jackie movie. Chan movie. Uh, I'm not sure where they're shooting it, but he's spoke, supposed to be a, speaking Mandarin throughout this movie. He's doing. He's doing a Jackie Chan movie. Hey, look, yeah, I mean, if you can do a Jackie Chan movie, you can do it too. Yeah, with the quickness, <laughs> it'd be like Rush Hour Eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired at Chris Tucker. Why? Because I still want to curse. I still want to drink. And, I'm still smoking. And then we get baby. to the main event of the night. The main event of the night was uh, Undertaker <laughs> Triple H versus Undertaker versus <laughs> Triple H for the last time. The final time. For the last time ever. Don't get me started about yeah. that. Well, I'm, I'm going to get you started about this because this is our two counts. <laughs> <laughs> two beer. What you got? So yeah. Leading into that, we had the worst match of the night, uh, which was a 27-something minute match with uh, Undertaker and Triple H. They worked to kind of protect the guys, bringing in, you know, Kane and HBK, 
but it was just way too long. I mean, Taker does not it was look 27 good. 27 minutes? 27 minutes long. I watched it while I was working today, so there was no sound on. Like, it was 27 minutes? Yeah, I woke up Saturday, and I didn't wake up and watch the whole thing, but I woke up, and I mean, that's what I kind of spent. I went to the farmer's market, and then I came back, and that's kind of what I spent my morning afternoon doing. Oh, you went to the farmer's market. You went to the farmer's market. <laughs> hey, man, nothing wrong with that? <laughs> so anyway. Support your um, local grocer. Motherfucker. Triple H uh, wins. He goes over Taker, which is kind of surprising. And then, you know, they do the whole thing where they're all raising hands, even though they've been fucking with each other the entire time. And uh, they're raising everybody's hands. And then Taker and Kane give them, give each other a look. And they start bashing Triple H and and Sean and give them the tombstone. You know, Lottie fucking die. Uh, So we open up Raw and we have the resurgence of DX again because, you know. Time for more merch, baby. The young anti-authority DX <laughs> with yeah, the 50-something-year-old HBK. <laughs> Needs to sell some glow sticks. And the legitimate authority COO of the company because this works logically. Uh, shit. Uh, so now we're going to have DX. We get the return of Shawn Michaels, which, you know, I'm on the podcast saying, you know, I, I, I would like to see Shawn. Spin this one, motherfucker. But that was before. I mean, I saw him on the Super Showdown. He, he's not moving good. Yeah, spin this one. I mean, he's not moving good. I'm not spinning anything. Let's just say for the record that in this room, I mean, besides Sam, you're the biggest HBK mark here. I'd like, say that's you, fair. You love HBK. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's probably my number one all time. Right, yes. Okay, so continue. I just wanted to put that out there for the audience. Yeah, he, he was my he was my favorite wrestler growing up. Him and Stone Cold, but everybody's with Stone Cold, so right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, Shit. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, motherfucker, act like you dope. <laughs> well, Stone Cold was like right there before him for a couple of years before yeah, he became blah, the Rock. Blah, blah. He took his ball and went home. Go ahead. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're now in Saudi Arabia. Um, we get DX, which is Triple H and, and Sean versus uh, what do the brothers call themselves? Um, the Faux Brothers, Sweet Valley Twins. Yeah, the Sweet Valley Twins. Yeah. So, and we get this in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> brothers of Destruction. Before everybody starts yelling at us, which yeah, Brothers of Destruction. So we get this in Saudi Arabia, which is already a problem. I mean, it was bad optics for them to do a Saudi show anyway, because it's and it's not them just being in Saudi Arabia. We saw with the Greatest Royal Rumble that they are a Saudi propaganda machine. That's the problem. Yeah. Now we're going back. And this podcast is two days after uh, a Washington Post uh, reporter was murdered at the consulate in Turkey, very, very likely on the command of the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. I mean, it looks like it was on the command of the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. It looks like it a lot. And we're still going to go there. Yep. And we're still going to take that money. Yep. And, you know, if this was any other sport, it wouldn't be happening, but since wrestling's this weird, carny, kind of like si- somewhat socially outcast, even when it's mainstream popular, yeah, there's no real backlash yet. I mean, I was tweeting about Nobody it. Cares. I was hashtagging that shit. I want some backlash. I want them to pull the fuck out uh, like I do every time. <laughs> you know, just, you're married for Christ's sake. Yeah, it says your two kids. <laughs> yeah. He pulls out every time. Yeah, and my youngest, my youngest one is six. <laughs> Been pulling out for seven years. So, 
uh, you know, that's like eight times that I've pulled out. Right. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the uh, the whole thing is fucked up, and now we get HBK. And like I said, I, I really was looking forward to this return. Yeah, he's now not he's not moving good. I mean, mm. he took he took a good bump, but when he was coming down that aisle, he was even joking around. Like that was a long <sighs> ramp, and he's like, ah. <laughs> but I'm like, his hips weren't going. You know, he's supposed to be this like charismatic you know he's you know he's like the boy toy you can't be that at 53 so i don't know we'll see i'm 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 not looking forward to fucking crown jewel though um i am i'm if you would have said five years ago six years ago i mean what's the one thing that you want to see what's the craziest thing you want to see it be you want to see hb hbk come back because hbk had the one retirement where it looked like he was taking it seriously yeah i mean Retirements in wrestling are—it's uh, a nebulous thing. There's—I mean, there's a there's a good article on the Ringer.com this week about the eight different types of retirements in wrestling, and usually retirements in wrestling don't mean shit unless um, it involves death or some sort of spinal injury. Um, <laughs> yeah, how many times has Terry Funk retired? How many times has Ric Flair retired? I mean, retired? do you really think you're never going to see Paige fight again? I don't. I, I'm sure you'll see Paige take a bump at some point. Um, retirements and wrestling... I think we've seen Paige do a lot of bumps, but, but I, I hope she's back on, you know, she's back in the good graces of her. I'm she's gonna, healthy. I'm going I, lo- I love just, the best. She's, I wish the best. She's you healthy. ain't shit. But <laughs> HBK seemed like the one retirement that seemed for real because he had never even, even when he came back to ref the Taker Triple H match, even though he did give Taker a sweet chin music in the Hell in the Cell, which I always thought was bullshit. I'm not as big of an HBK mark as Zach is, but it seemed like the one retirement that was for real. For HBK to come back because the crown prince of Saudi Arabia backed a dump truck of money up to his uh, back door. It seems like bullshit. Man, that's the American way. Listen, I know. I know that HBK probably has kids to put through college. I know that HBK has bills to pay. I know that HBK probably wants to live the rest of his life on the beach and all that shit and probably wants to buy all the straw hats that he can. Cover that jacked up eye. And all but, the double-sided tape to keep them on. But if you're going to come back, if HBK is going to come back, and I almost feel bad saying this, I just hope he sticks around till WrestleMania so he can put somebody over, like I said on Twitter, so he can put somebody over that was born after 1970. Come back and put Daniel Bryan over. Give us come, AJ Styles, HBK. Come, I, I, come ba- I would rather or Dolph, not. Dolph Ziggler. I would rather Elias. Come back and just put somebody over and check the fuck out. This is what Jason Bell used to yell at me about all the time for years and years before we had a podcast. Yeah, right. Jason Bell got so mad about Undertaker. Jason yeah, this, this used to happen just without me. Without microphones. And no microphones. And without microphones. But Jason Bell used to yell at me about Undertaker. I used to defend Undertaker and be like, ah, it's a streak's a streak. And Jason Bell used to say, no, motherfucker, come back and just put somebody over. Transfer the heat. And then Undertaker transferred the heat to Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar transferred the heat to Goldberg, and here we are! Okay, that's all I'm saying, man. You're doing it the wrong way. Take over, You're doing please. it the wrong way. Okay, I already talked about HBK coming back. He's back. He's going to wrestle, so let's just move on. Look how we, we're lining it up. We're lining it up to him wrestling guys that are his age, guys that we've seen this before 20 years Combined ago. Combined age of 206. 
For well, that's that, good math. For what? That uh, he did the tag team match? I mean, that's retarded. He Com- did the math. Combined age of 206. Man, that don't make no goddamn sense. Okay, more so to my point. Who are you going to have him put over? How do you think? Do you have, once again, it always goes back to trust. Do you believe that Vince is going to be able to put wrestler A, Elias? Just because it's the first person that's coming to my head. Do you think that Vince can competently put Elias over and use Shawn Michaels to do it? I don't think he can. Here's the th- he, no. here's the other thing. Like, does does Vince McMahon not trust Elias to go on Jimmy Fallon or like to prop up to promote WrestleMania or to promote SummerSlam? Does he think that Elias can't go can't go on Jimmy Fallon? Clearly he or well, he should because Elias is. Elias is the entire... Does he think Big E Langston can't go on Conan O'Brien to promote SummerSlam or some shit? Hell no, he don't. Hell no, he don't. You're not wrong. Nope. You're not wrong, but he doesn't do for Elias either, though. Look. I'm saying it could be either. Look. I'm saying you know as well as I I'm do, saying there's bad actors on all sides. I'm saying as a I'm saying as a white wrestler. I'm saying as a white wrestler, Elias is just as just as oppressed as Biggie Langston. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, Ring that bell, nigga. No, Let's move it on. No, but but seriously, <laughs> Ring that bell. But seriously, like he's got to put one. I, but what I'm saying is that Biggie Langston could go on Conan and be just as good. What I'm saying is that Elias could go on Conan O'Brien and be just as good and promote. Now, why would you do that when you got John Cena? Now, why would you do that if you have The Undertaker? Why would you do that if you have Triple H, HBK, Stephanie McMahon, Vince because, McMahon? Because you're the, looking towards the future? Roman Reigns. Is I, can't the tell, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. No, I'm, saying, I'm, no, I'm being dead serious. Because why? you're looking towards the future. Well, no, we're not. Why, if you, no, because he we, should be. Look at what we've seen from WWE in 48, well, for me, it was 48 hours. But on Saturday morning, all you did was roll out and bring out the, that was your main event, was Triple H and The Undertaker. Because you opened up Raw with Triple H and The Undertaker aftermath. Be- There's nothing that you can tell me that, it's, you're bringing back Rey Mysterio to get ready to go over Nakamura. I'm telling, man, look, John Cena, Kurt Angle, it is all about the nostalgia, the old guard. Where's the new guard? Where are these guys that you well, just that, coughed up a bunch of money to and you're not even giving them a chance to do that, what they're supposed to be doing? I, I think that you think that I'm disagreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm saying because he should be looking towards the future. Maybe he doesn't but care about not. the future. Maybe he's like all these other old fucks that don't care about climate change because they're going to be dead too soon. Oh, he's definitely I mean, one of those once people. Time, once <laughs> it, I mean, by the, time, by the time Vince is dead, it's not going to matter if Triple H can't headline anymore because Vince will be dead. That'll, that'll bring it to our <laughs> recount. <laughs> All right, for some happier news, guys. Yes, <laughs> let's talk about some good shit. And really, about the only thing that I actually want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell. NJPW uh, had an event on October the eighth that was uh, tremendous. What was it called? King Kings of Pro Wrestling. Kings of Kings of Pro Wrestling. Uh, the main event, uh, which. I just got done watching was... God, I love where I'll come over to your house. I get to watch it again. Uh, was Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi versus Cody Rhodes in a triple threat match. You know, <laughs> the Vegas <laughs> special. Man, get, get your hands away. You can't be doing that. You know, I love them triple threats. 
And those guys had about a 40-minute match that was a triple threat that really um, Omega ended up winning. Uh, I said to you while I was watching it, my favorite thing about Cody Rhodes, and this has been my favorite thing about him for a long time, is that guy knows how to tell a story because in the middle of that match, Cody Rhodes, Ibushi was incapacitated, and Cody Rhodes looks at Kenny Omega and says, are you teaming with him? Are you trying to win? And Kenny Omega kind of... No, yeah, I'm trying to win. (laughs) And then they... (laughs) They put him up, and then Cody Rhodes rolls them both up and tries to pin them both. Yeah, it, <laughs> and the storytelling was so mad at him. The storytelling was great. And oh, I, it said, was a it, and I match. said it somewhere during during that match. I was like, okay, this is a perfect time for Cody to be the the heel. You know what I'm saying? You can't have three right. faces in this match. But he didn't Cody really work. Perfect. He didn't really work a, very much as a heel. It was but like what he did. It was it was right at the yeah, right the timing was times. was perfect. Yeah, for and sure. there was also the story between Ibushi and Omega, who love each other. I mean, they're the Golden Lovers. They're in a tag team, and uh, when Kota Ibushi got a chance to do. Basically, um, the phenomenal forearm off the top. I, I don't know what he calls it, but he got up. On, he got up on the top rope, and they said, "You know what?" And then he just walked through and gave Kenny Omega the chance to recover. And then they fought like men. I mean, the storytelling in that forty-minute match was tremendous, Agreed. and that's something that um, we'll get to a little bit later. There was another good triple threat match <laughs> this week on NXT. But that that was something that NJPW does better than WWE in most cases. But that was a tremendous match. Thoughts on that event? Uh, the event as a whole, yeah. I really liked the triple threat. Uh, it was not necessarily... like Abushi was actually very publicly upset after that. He did not think it was the match that it could have been. Like, that dude's, like, such a perfectionist. Like, he was not thrilled with it. Uh, I thought it was fun. I liked the dynamic of the three friends. It was just something you don't see, and you also don't see a triple threat for the IWGP title. So I was thrilled. Uh, the best part of this and the the whole thing that's leading to the Tokyo Dome is the um, Tanahashi-Okada. or Well, Tanahashi-Jay White match, which led to a possible teaming of Tanahashi and Okada. So... Uh, into a new faction. Yeah, into a new faction. You know, we got the OG Bullet Club, and we've got uh, Jay White Switchblade, you know, joining the OG Bullet Club. Is he a leader? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I feel like Tomatonga's taking the reins, because he has, and he's the longest reigning, but I feel like Jay White is probably the biggest face of the faction. More um, more of the, I guess, the the personality. Not not necessarily personality. I guess the face. But just the biggest character. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Tonga's a good character, but he doesn't necessarily have it in the ring in the same way that Jay White does. He's not a big match guy, um, whereas Jay White is obviously being pushed as like a big match guy. He's right. in there with Tanahashi. He's going to be facing Okada at the Tokyo Dome. So, you know, mm. it's, a, it's a big deal. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, the storytelling, we're coming off of a six-year rivalry of Tanahashi and Okada, arguably the greatest rivalry in wrestling history. And who comes out to save Tanahashi after uh, Tanahashi pins White and White starts beating him down? Kazuchika Okada. Dude, it's the Mega Powers circa 2018, oh, man. I'm like, getting, I'm like getting goosebumps, like talking about it. Yeah, I was going to say, God forbid, if, and I would assume that Omega will beat Tanahashi at uh, Wrestle Kingdom in January of 19. Do you think that... And, and this is just me spitballing it because you see me looking up because it's the first time I'm really thinking about it. Do you think Tanahashi 
joins Chaos, or do you think that Tanahashi and Omega become a tag team? They, you Okada. Know, I'm sorry, Okada and uh, Tanahashi go out, become a tag team. At I'm some thinking point? they're gonna tag against you know yeah. leading up to the Tokyo Dome, right? You Le- know, leading up to. Um, What's it Wrestle called? Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. I always want to call it Dominion. Leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, I think they're going to have a couple tag matches, probably between Okada and Tanahashi, and then it'll split off because it's got to be Tanahashi Omega, right? I think uh, actually on eleven three, because the only the big the the people headlining eleven three are Evil and Jericho, mm-hmm. and I think Tanahashi and Okada, yeah, Tanahashi and Okada <laughs> are going to be <laughs> facing. Psyched. Uh, Jay White and another member of like Bullet Club, like Fale or somebody. I think okay, that yeah, I think that yeah, matches see, like that, And that's why I keep forgetting. Now that he's part of Bullet Club, he's got that. You know, he's got more of a roster to network. deal with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Who's the guy that? Uh, and I was trying to think of his name. That Ichimori is going to tag with for the uh, Super Junior Tag League. Oh yeah, I, I I'd have to look it up. Um, but yeah, we got a new Lij member. A lot of stuff happened on the show. We got a new Lij member. Uh, we've got the Super Junior Tag Tournament that's starting next week. Kushida uh, won the uh, the Junior yeah, Heavyweight Title. Kushida's the new Junior Heavyweight Champion. Great match with Marty Skrull. And then here coming up uh, at 11-3, we've got Osprey, which I thought Osprey was going to end up taking this thing, but Osprey is facing Tai Chi for the Neverweight, which kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. he's probably going to the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of shit. Like, this is this so is the we're best. we're thinking Osprey will probably win that. Um, oh, I, I hope so. No, no, no. I, not, I, not yet. I don't think you give it to... Tai Chi just got the damn thing. You just I know. Can't give it away I know they don't do quick. it like that, but Tai Chi just sucks. Can't say it enough, guys. If you guys don't Disagree. follow New Japan Pro Wrestling, now is the time to start following it. Hell, if you don't have a membership, it's very cheap. We they're not a sponsor. JCB will give you his password. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for what you two assholes to say. I'm to. Real quick, too, we've got... I, mean, I had my joke written down right there. <laughs> oh, my God. There. He I had the same you, joke. I had the same joke. I will give you Jay's password. <laughs> Just send me your information, and I will send you Jason's password. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot like Kanye's today in the Oval Office. It's just zero 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 zero. Also, real quick on New Japan news, a uh, lot of shit happened this week, too. Uh, on the back end of New Japan, they have new management. Uh, Howard May has hired new people and replaced old people. And a lot of the guys are unhappy. And a lot of the guys' contracts are up. And, I mean, this is like a big deal. It's, it seems like really bad timing since a lot of their top stars have to decide exactly. whether or not to stay, stay or, go. Or, yeah. or go. Hangman Page apparently said he wanted to stay. But, I mean, if, if, the, if the elite, and I mean like Bucks, Cody, Omega, if they all decide they want to jump ship, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if Hangman is the next one to go after all those four. Which is just fucked up because they're they're doing the best business they've done in a long time, mm-hmm. and then they want to change up the game. I don't know. I'm worried. Uh, I hope we keep seeing the the good products that we do, but that that's what's going down. All right, guys, that's our NJPW wrap up. That's going to do it for our three counts. Oh, shit. Not my fault. Go ahead. No, go to the bathroom. Um, F&B. F&B. Yeah, I know, man. Damn. F&B. This dude. This segment, For Whom the Bell Tolls, is brought to you by F&B, F&B. <laughs> <laughs> on 3453 Southampton. It's on the corner of Southampton and uh, Mar- Marquette, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
what it, this segment is just for me to release a little more fury upon usually the WWE at this point. Uh, this case, it's going to be Becky and Charlotte. Uh, you had a really good few going here, and now you've had two really crap finishes in back-to-back scenarios to set up a, a last woman standing match. I don't think you have to go this quickly to get to this point. If you wanted to get to a last standing match, then separate these matches out. Do it two or three months at a time so you have the gradual build versus okay you have the Saturday match where you have this qualification you have the Tuesday match where you have now a count out you need to just separate it give it more time let this thing build naturally organically versus what they're doing now and is trying to make this feud speed up when you don't have to speed it up. We're into it. You just have to nurture it. Think of it like a little flower. Just give us a little water. Let that flower spurt on up and then you're going to have a nice little rose that everybody's <laughs> going to enjoy. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that, Sam. That everybody's going to enjoy it. It's going to be a beautiful thing. You can give it to your you can give it to your fiance. You can give it to Tara. Bill can give it to Aaron. All I'm saying is it's time to nurture this feud. Little water, little fertilizer, you should be all good. This segment from Who the Bell Tolls, sponsored by FB Eatery. Check them out. I'll be there tomorrow. I'm getting me the burger this week. I'm sorry. Your boy is feeling a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Malnutritioned as of late. I'm not eating the way I should. Okay, malnourished. What is it? Malnutrition <laughs> is those is that what uh is happening over in Africa? Nobody's feeding nobody's well, that's, eating. That's the noun. Malnourished is the verb. Jesus Christ, fucking English guys. I'm getting the burger tomorrow. Come meet me over at FMP3 on 3453 South Hampton. See me about 135. You ain't got to tell JB's, JCB sent you. I'll already be there. Just meet me there. This is banned from ringside. <laughs> All right, we got some odds and ends to get to. So there were two uh there were two pretty great things that happened this week on uh WWE television. Uh the first one being um it's I don't know if we had a double turn, but it, It's it, a it, double it, turn. I called it. I said it when it was happening. It's a double uh, turn. We can look back at the tweets. I think I called it a little bit earlier than you did, but I mean, uh yeah, I called it. Uh we had a That's Bobby why your Lashley laid up. We had a Bobby Lashley <laughs> Bobby Lashley heel turn for God, sure. That, yeah, for sure. I was a little surprised. So Bobby Lashley came out and started having his match with Kevin Owens. Leo Rush, his I mean, you could call him a manager. He's more like a hype man. No, they, they're calling him a hype man. But That's go ahead. what they're calling him. Man. He uh, he had the microphone. Some racial undertones there. <laughs> he, I mean, Paul Heyman's not called a hype man. <laughs> so when Leo Rush came out uh, with the microphone during the match and started going Lashley, I mean, obviously everybody was going to start booing. I immediately got flashbacks to when. What was his name? Was his name Abraham Washington? Oh, and shit. He yeah, was, yeah, he yeah. was the primetime players, players manager yeah, that, who got to do the same thing. But he it was made Abraham that, Washington. But yeah, it's it's the same. It's the same kind of setup where he had like the the wireless mic. Yeah, and he made the joke about Kobe in the Colorado hotel room and got fired for it that night. Like Vince fired him when he came back there that night because he made that joke. It was it was Abraham Washington, right? Wasn't that his name? I can't Hit us up. On, uh, on yeah, all you your social me media, not remembering the primetime player's manager's name, like you got me. But anyway, um, it it was effective. No, I said it as it was happening. This is going to work. And long I saw term. 
Bobby Lashley as a heel will work long-term for sure. Leo Rush as a heel manager will work long-term. Uh, Leo Rush can also work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything about this is going to work. When Kevin Owens comes back, there's there's nothing better than having anybody, whether it's heel or face, come back from an injury and come back to to get a little retribution. It and looks like what, and they're going to have a pop. It looks yeah, for that, sure. I think it's good to turn him face now because he's going to get a big pop. I'll admit I don't know what look I don't know what Kevin Owens looks like as a face. Like all the I've, oh, it kind of looks like this. I've <laughs> gone. <laughs> It's gonna be no. It's gonna be Stone Cold esque. He's gonna, gonna come back. He's gonna interrupt the last week match. And Sam, just Sam havoc. just stopped the podcast. Just stopped the podcast. <laughs> it's a terrible joke. <laughs> um, but even when I go down a, a YouTube, a YouTube uh, like hole with uh, Kevin Owens, he's never a baby face. He's always getting booed. So I don't know what he looks like as a face, um, but it he did seem to get a lot of sympathy from the Chicago crowd. Oh, and I think I think he's got it in him, man, because it's harder oh, to be he, a baby face than a heel. He's got it in him. He's got it in him. I just I honestly don't know. Like I don't know what it looks. I like. I think it'd just be quick witted, and he'll insult his opponents with like good jokes, and you know, like because people like want to cheer him. Because even whenever he's he gets booze only because he's so good because he wants them. Because they start cheering him and then he makes them boo him. It, if that was designed as a double turn between Lashley and Owens, it was done perfectly. I don't even want to give these jokers that much credit, man. I really don't. Well, that's like a, I mean, that, that angle's I mean, that been would, done a million times. That would have been a huge miscalculation on WWE's part, though, if they would have thought that Leo Rush would have started talking to the crowd the way that he did and the and crowd would have gotten that's behind That's what him. I was saying. As it was happening, it was, I was like, man, there's no way this is supposed to be a face move. There's no way. This just doesn't feel right. I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny. Let me uh, bring up Exhibit A, Becky Lynch. Mm. <laughs> so we're yeah. giving him too much credit. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> nah, I, I think this was way too obvious. Like, I was, even when I, when I was watching it on TV and, of course, uh, Monday Night Raw is enhanced by Twitter. If you're watching it on, tw- if you're watching it and looking at Twitter, it makes it way funnier because oh people are making jokes all the time. I mean, you should follow me. I'm way funnier than either of these guys, and both these guys have way more followers than me. <laughs> I have no idea why. I pay mine, but <laughs> but like it seemed really obvious to me that there was supposed to be some some sort of double turn, like from the from without the get go, without question. And if that was the design, it was done brilliantly. It really was. Yeah. I mean, because... That's all you get, man. Yeah, I said, yeah, I agree with you. That's all I get? Move on. It's not innovative, though. I mean, I've seen, you know... No, it's not the the most original, but... But it's the execution. Yeah, for what it was... They actually did something that was... They did it right, and it it all worked perfectly. Everybody involved did it right. Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Renee Young, the crowd, everybody got in. It all worked together, right? Agreed. Um, the other thing that I really liked in WWE television, I'm going to skip past the Bella heel turn just because I, I don't give a shit. Um, it happened. I mean, wow. it ha- everybody knew it was good. Everybody knew we were yeah. going for Nikki Bella towards Ronda Rousey at Evolution. Yeah. Um, was the Ricochet, Adam Cole, Pete Dunn triple threat match. It was real good. That happened on NXT this week. That was went tremendous. Like, if it would have went like five more minutes, it would have been like takeover, like five star, like, you know, just 
Ooh, it was almost there. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. It was almost there. It was it was amazing. Like I, I fucking loved it. I can't believe they. That's what how good NXT is. That they're just like, yeah, we can give you this for free, and then like, uh, you know, we're gonna top it again whenever we get to take over. So if nobody saw, the, if you guys didn't see this, it was Ricochet versus Am Cole versus Pete Dunne in the triple threat match for the North American title. Ricochet retained. Uh, that's not a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I get the internet. I recommend watching it. Uh, I love it when Mara Ranelli or Mara Ranello, uh says when Ricochet was getting to do the. They were all on top of the turnbuckle, and Ricochet was getting to that thing, and Mara Ranello goes. Oh, they're in the high rent district now. <laughs> like I he's just so love good. that he's so good, and he makes he makes he really gives matches like that a big match feel. Yep. And so Jason and I were talking on the way over here. I mean, with matches like that, we're in October right now, and our fiscal year, so to speak, wrestling year goes from the beginning of April to the beginning of April, and then. When we do the beefers next year, like we did last year for the match of the year, I mean, we already have six or seven or eight matches that are already on the list. So many. Dude, it's... it's, it's Shit, there's six from G1. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, I mean, we, I mean there's, he and I were just there's talking. Three, we were just there's talking. three Ciampa Garganos. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just NXT. NXT's probably got two more. We didn't even talk about the main roster, which is scary. And that's... You have a building. The main, main roster, roster, is, is roster doesn't have one on it. I'm, I'm sh- oh, no. There's got to be one. It might have one. There's got to be one. It might have, I mean, it might yeah, have one. There's got to be one. What would it be? It's probably on 205 Live. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the main roster to that, me, though. That, that's, not, that's not the main roster to me. I mean, me Murphy, if Murphy Alexander would have gotten five more minutes, it would be a contender for it. By the way, Buddy They're Murphy's... Gonna- Buddy Murphy's Finishing move is Sick. the best finishing move going. Stop. What's Stop. better? Nobody does a stunner. There, I'm sure if I really stop to think about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's top five. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple more out All there. All right, well, let's keep going. Uh, another thing that happened this week is they announced that there's going to be a World Cup. The WWE <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> I made Excuse it, me. So right Sorry. now, right now, the World Cup. I did like I did like Angle in the conquistador. Stop, stop, man! Come on, man! Let's like see that? this shit I'm talking about. Come on, you that's like another, that's another thing that's like I mean I've seen that like come on, man. Ages passed and I still enjoyed it. Like it's just it's just oh, something yeah. that really? works. It's just something that works. See, you a Kurt Angle mark anyway, so that don't count. No, that's him. No, that's both me. You, that's me. No, both I'm, you a, I'm a Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle marks. You the biggest one. You like number two. I'm the one that's being realistic about this. Don't really? Forget, don't forget about Sam. Sam's? Sorry, Sam. Sam's a big one too. My bad. Number three over here. Really, Kurt Angle? We going That was acceptable. That was acceptable. It was funny to turn. It was more, oh, man, it stop! Was, it it was, wasn't even that funny, dude. It was crowd pleasing to have Kurt Angle in the Conquistador outfit turn our beat Baron Corbin. Good. I mean, it's sports entertainment, guy. It's wrestling. That I was understand funny. It's sports entertainment, but that wasn't funny. That was not funny. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, I knew it was him as soon as he was sitting down, like filing his nails. I was like, "Oh, that's Kurt Angle. Like he's gonna come back and bid." You sound like Steve Patterson. Yeah, like <laughs> just no, no. Steve Patterson <laughs> likes it more than he does. I mean, what are you so mad about? Just because so, Corbin. So, so you want three hours of incredible, so dramatic wrestling every single look, Monday look, look, that you can't look. have just something funny happen? I'm not, look, I'm not saying if you're gonna do it, do it right. 
be funny. That shit on Monday night, that shit right there, that wasn't even close to being funny. Tell me I something. Think, I think I could do something funnier drunkenly coming out of the bar that you work at <laughs> and a, a drop of a hat. We've done it. Counterpoint. No, we've couldn't. done it. No, we've done <laughs> it. No, we've done it. You and I, between the smoke and the cigarette, I'm, funny. I'm just as funny. And you and I have booked a match within a Everybody, cigarette break. You guys know Boom. that Sam's the funniest one in the room right now. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, his dry sense of humor is just stupidly good. If you don't follow Sam, Sam, you want to give a shout out for any uh, social media? He's like, nah. All right. So, <laughs> so going, back, going back to this World Cup, I mean, obviously, this World this so so far, this World Cup is Americans. What's the combined age on this motherfucker? <laughs> Cena, Orton. I really thought Big Show was going to win. I thought Nakamura Probably. was coming in, knock Orton off, so that Big Show could be in there. So it's Cena, Angle. Oh, who am I forgetting? Hardy. Oh Jesus! Who's the first one I'm forgetting? Who cares? No, I, no, because this is it goes to a point that I'm trying to make. It's Cena, Angle, Orton. And then Batista's coming back next week for the... And Ray's coming back. And Ray's Ray, going to beat Nakamura. Gonna be I Nakamura. wouldn't be surprised if Ray and Batista are both in this match. And so what we're, what we're getting is the crown prince of Saudi's all-star team from 2005 when he was 17 when he actually watched wrestling. That's, that's all it is. That's all it is. Which, Which I'm is, surprised that he wasn't into Big Show more than Hardy. I wouldn't be surprised if Big Show made his way back into it. I could be. I was surprised that he lost his first match back after a year. I mean, that's why I said on Twitter, like, who else we getting? Like, uh, Steiner? Yeah. Big Papa Pump? Uh, Bagwell? Buff Bagwell? Judy Bagwell on a pole? What? Is that a match? <laughs> Judy Bagwell tied to a kendo stick? A um, uh, couple other things. Uh, Vicky Guerrero? The crap. <laughs> The crowd did not really get into um, Trish Stratus and Lita Ford. Not Lita Ford. Lita. Yeah, right. So Lita and Trish are now in a tag team match with Alexa and Mickey James. It seemed like they didn't. They wanted to make the Alexa Trish match a the main event for Evolution before they announced the Nikki Bella versus. Ronda Rousey match. That's so now it's a tag team. Does that uh, does that bother anybody? It it's, it it limits your liability. Honestly, I don't think Lita has kind of been suspect the last couple of times. Trish has been okay. We don't we haven't seen her work enough. Alexa's Alexa. Mickey James is probably the Fuck, best. Mickey in the James bunch. was wrestling whenever they were. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, like I mean, she's still doing it. She's still got it. I know you ain't instead, kidding. Instead of wasting two main, just marry one match and let's just move on. Uh, Charlotte and Becky, uh, they opened up SmackDown, which I I like when you open up a Raw or SmackDown with a match. It makes it seem important. So opening up with that instead uh, of an angle mm, to a tag match, instead of an angle to a bullshit tag match, uh, Charlotte and Becky had a had a good match. They're good together. I don't think, as much as I love Becky Lynch, I really don't think that Charlotte and Becky Lynch have the same chemistry in ring that Charlotte and Sasha Banks did. You would think it'd be better since they're like best friends, but it, it it's doesn't. Not. It's not. It's not the same. Charlotte and and it's not because I'm sick of Charlotte, and it's not because I think they're cast wrong. Even though I do think they're cast wrong. I just honestly think that Charlotte and Sasha were better together in ring. Thoughts. Um, yeah, I could I see why you say that because 
there's been a couple of really glaring botches between Becky and Charlotte. So this match was pretty that. sloppy. It was sloppy. The Tuesday match was sloppy. Yeah. So I can see why you say that. But I mean, if you want to look back on Charlotte and Sasha, I'm sure you could say the same thing too. And I almost hate to say this out loud because I'm such a Charlotte Mark, but the common denominator is Charlotte. Yeah, but I never thought that. I never thought that about Charlotte and Sasha. I really never did. If you if you stop a trip off of it, it's you got to look. They but fought, it's there. They fought so many times, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, they all kind of just. Do you remember the match one. when Charlotte and Sasha were uh, Charlotte tapped her out over top of the uh, the uh, uh, the arm thing going down the aisle. They, they it was a it was a no holds barred match yeah. and it was a false count of anywhere match for the title she won the title yeah. yeah but that that match was fucking great that was one of the best women's matches of all time I'm not going to disagree with that but but here's my counterpoint to the I shouldn't say counterpoint to that side note better choice of words I don't like the fact that Charlotte doesn't get any of the credit and Sasha gets all the credit if Sasha Banks is going to be top of this, you know, the greatest WWE women's matches of all time. She's not wrestling herself. She's wrestling so- with someone else. So Charlotte well, should get some credit. They never had a match that was as good as Sasha versus Bailey. Mm. Not many have. No, hands down. I think that's, to me, that's but still the greatest a better match, match I've ever than seen. That, a better match than that was Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha at WrestleMania that year when they stole the show and had the best match of the entire show. I still like, I still like for all that it was worth, I still like Char- I'm sorry, uh, Sasha versus uh, Becky. You know I feel about oh, triple threats. Uh, I mean, you should see my <laughs> porn up searches. This is banned from ringside. Hey, everybody. We know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate the hell out of you taking the time to listen to ours. Uh, we got some birthdays to get through. There's four big birthdays on today. American Dream. October 11th. Dusty, the American Dream Rhodes would have been 73. R.I.P. Rikishi is 52. Taz, who I always liked, was 50, is 51. Ricochet today is 30. Uh, oh, fuck. Karen, God damn. This week, going forward, Karen Jarrett is 46. Nikolai Volkov, rest in peace, is 71. Stacey Keebler is 39. Mm. Just Incredible is 45. And Kenny Omega is 35 today. Guys, Karen, Karen Jarrett's still the best angle that Jeff Jarrett's ever been in. It, 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 <laughs> That's not, not, my, not, not my joke. Not, You're joke. For that. not my joke. <laughs> not his joke. Guys, if you want JJ Twigs gift cards, hit me up. Hit them up on uh, Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. Guys, for Shock City Studios, for Sam Check. the Mahler Mall, Check. for Soul Taco, for Check. JJ Twigs, Check. for FB Eatery. Check. For Bo Vice Geesman, for Two Beer Zach Pullman, for Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Bill Smart Messier Veggie, <laughs> and everybody boo the heels! And when we lose our control, we'll bang.